Good day. This is Neil Parks. I'm your host for Paranormally Speaking. I have an important episode, well, an interesting episode nonetheless, this week for you. I'm hoping you'll sit down for a minute and listen to this because there's a lot of information to go over. This little tree. Everything I do turns into a disaster. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Christmas is all about Charlie Brown. Yeah, I'm back after that not really needed commercial break, but still had to do it anyway. 24 unpopular, 24 unpopular Christmas opinions to heat up the holidays. For example, you should be able to give a Christmas gift early if it benefits the recipient. Example, from a Redditor user, we have someone in our family who wants luggage and we happen to be going on a trip right before Christmas. Wouldn't it be better to have that luggage? Wouldn't that benefit everyone? Can't the Christmas gift be recognized or accounted for just the same and you get the benefit of the luggage on the trip for Christmas? Am I Larry David for doing this? Of course, Larry David was the creator and producer of Seinfeld and stars and writes and produces Curb Your Enthusiasm. I certainly feel like I am Larry David right now. Another example, people who complain about other people starting their Christmas celebrations too early are way more annoying than people who start celebrating too early. That's an example of 24 unpopular Christmas opinions to heat up the holidays. A Reddit user shared on that one for one, the complaining has gotten as tired and predictable as the early celebrating and for another, the celebrating isn't hurting you. Life can be tough and the world can be messed up. If celebrating Christmas brings people happiness, live and let live and shut the hell up. Three, the actual day of the holiday is the least fun of the whole run up to the holiday. I would agree with that because you're surrounded with <clears throat> not just your core people in your house, but you've got the second tier family, which I refer to as the second tier being those that you're with more often, uh, those that you see on weekends, those that you see a couple of times a week because of sporting events or their kids and your kids are in theater or choir or band productions or they play sports together. Uh, then you've got your third and fourth tier family members, which are the extended family that you normally have to see more often during the holidays and things can get messy 
because of differences in political viewpoints, socioeconomic status, and or religious views. Number four, people are almost certainly going to put up their Christmas decorations up early this year and should give them a pass. Eh, You know, since 2020, things have been really tough on us socially and culturally, not just in America, but in throughout the world, because it's a global pandemic that we're still suffering through. And now we've got a measles outbreak and we're on the verge of another recession, possibly uh, going up economically because the unemployment rate is super low now. It's the lowest it's been in 50 years. So we kind of need to pass. I know for myself, I decorate, I, I go big on Halloween. Everybody knows that. Everybody who knows me knows that, that I start decorating for Halloween in August. And then right when Halloween's over, the very day after, I take a few days to myself, not at work, but at home, taking down all the Halloween and starting with the Christmas. Because I love and enjoy Christmas just as much, but I get more annoyed on Christmas Day than I do any other time of the year because of the hustle and bustle and then the big buildup to everything that happens that day and it goes by in a flash and then before you know it, it's 9.30 and you're like, God, why am I so tired? Number five, white elephant is superior to Secret Santa. I would agree to that. Secret Santa, you get a lot of piddly shit here and there. A few dime a dozen pieces, some candy maybe, a cocoa packet, some fuzzy socks, maybe some moisturizer, some face cream. Cool, good for you. But the white elephant is superior because that is the mecca of gift giving. When you see the supreme gift floating around, are you going to get stuck with socks? Are you going to get stuck with a cool wall ornament? Are you going to get stuck with something electronic? Are you going to get stuck with something maybe like a really cool gift card with a lot of money on it. It's like Russian roulette for Christmas. Number six, Santa's drip is immaculate. And I hate that it doesn't get enough praise. For example, a Reddit user shared with me, let's look at the facts. Santa's an old man with a long, white, and well-kept beard. Usually for someone of his liking, you see them rocking blue jeans, a flannel. They've had for decades a trucker hat. They might ride a Harley. Santa could have gone the same route, but no. This man comes out every year with the red broadcloth and white fur and rides a sleigh pulled by flying reindeer. Doesn't get enough praise for that. Number seven, musicians should make more Christmas songs so we don't have to listen to the same crap every year. Good example. I cannot stand country music. And I hate Christmas country even more because they have a tendency to take Christmas classics that I grew up loving and shoving their thumb and a perfectly edible pie to where I will not want a piece because their hands were in that pie. And it ruins it for everyone. Stick to what you know. Now, I love it when rock and punk and hard rock or metal bands put out Christmas albums. That is sweet. That is notable. That is unique. But every dime a dozen twingy country artist can pump out a country album in about a week. And all it is is freezed, redried, refries or fried garbage they pump out on their 
other albums every couple of years that a select few like and I absolutely hate. <laughs> Peppermint season is better than pumpkin spice season. I wholeheartedly agree. I hate pumpkin spice. Can't stand it. I don't want pumpkin anything other than pumpkin seeds. I don't like pumpkin pie. I don't want pumpkin cookies. I don't want pumpkin donuts. I don't enjoy it. Peppermint is the way to go, and I'm happy with it year-round, especially during Christmas. People should quit buying Christmas trees and instead buy trees they can plant. I say just go out and plant trees, more trees on top of trees, until we have an abundant supply of oxygen for the next 700,000 millennia, and still buy a fake tree. Maybe a fake tree that is biodegradable or can break down in seven years. But keep using it until you lose it. Don't bring in a real tree to your house. It's an extremely high fire hazard. You get needles everywhere. It's sticky. It attracts gnats and God knows what else. Number 10, Christmas should be a moving holiday. Absolutely not. It should always be on December 25th. It should not move days. It should always stay on the 25th. You go changing that, we're going to have a whole other issue. Number 11, if Santa existed, Christmas would be scarier than Halloween. Well, this Reddit user says, realistically, the truth is that Santa is actually a bad role model and parents shouldn't make their kids believe that he's real. Fictionally, we all know that Santa gives out the presents that the nice kids want and just gives coal and swatch swatches to the naughty kids or switches i should say however the naughty kids actually would experience something way worse krampus he would go after the naughty kids kidnap them and even kill them if kids witnessed that other kids were missing on the news after christmas they would be terrified imagine a kid getting killed for something like not doing their homework no child would deserve to go through that some actually would but thankfully i'm not the president or a dictator Number 12, getting money for Christmas is a bottom tier gift. Kind of is a lazy gift. A gift card shows that you actually went out and did something. Just throwing money at someone. I myself as an adult love that. I enjoy it. Throw all the money you want at me. But a kid, a younger person, not necessarily their idea of something worth opening. Unless it's in a card, that's different. But if you wrap money... Not only is that lazy, but you put too much work into it. 13. Gift giving to adults on Christmas is an unpleasant experience. If you don't know that person well enough, yeah. If it's a friend or family member, no, it's not unpleasant. It's actually a lot of fun to sit back and watch people's eyes light up with amazement for what they have received. Sometimes the eyes don't light up, and it's a piss-poor gift, and everyone is sad, but... This Reddit user says, I think as a kid, it's so fun to open presents and receive gifts because you don't have the power or resources to get the things you want. I love to give people things as well because I was raised where giving is a very positive thing. Same same with me. But even gift shopping usually consists of asking if anyone has a wish list so as to not get them something they already have. There's the added stress of, is this enough? Well, they like this. Should I have done more? Sometimes it is being awkward in an exchange of gift cards, and we just laugh off the awkwardness when someone gets more on their gift card than the other person. 14. 
Elf is try-hard cringe, unenjoyable, and unfunny. That is bullshit. I happen to love the movie Elf. I'll watch it all the year through, not just during Christmas. It's an, it's an extremely fun, enjoyable movie. But this Reddit user says, I like Will Ferrell. I think he's the best served as a side character or in small doses, but this movie is not good. It plays as heavy rotation as Hocus Pocus in October. Also, terrible, unenjoyable, waste, bad effects, and bad writing. And acting can still make for a decent viewing experience. When you have Will Ferrell and Vince Vaughn doing Christmas movies, there's still that frat pack vibe, and it's for kids, but not really kind of vibe. The point of Elf after seeing him in old school or wedding crashers was like watching your hungover college body tell you he's got to go entertain some kids at 8 a.m. after a rager. And we're all in on that. Sorry. I love the movie Elf. I'll never stop loving that movie. And my kids love it as well. Please hold for an important message from one of my sponsors. Unparalleled Insider Access. Get it all. Introducing the SiriusXM Platinum VIP Plan. Our newest, most exclusive plan. Listen in two cars, plus stream anywhere with two app logins. Access a massive, exclusive library of live concert video and audio recordings through nugs.net. Have opportunities to experience live and virtual SiriusXM events, including VIP-only exclusives. Get all your questions answered by a dedicated VIP customer care team. Plus, get all the entertainment we've got. It's all included with your Platinum VIP subscription. Be a VIP. Call 844-711-8800 to learn more. Offer detail supply. One login for activated vehicle. Not available in Canada. A question that has plagued so many people for so long. Who is Krumpus? Explaining the horrific Christmas beast, the mythical Krumpus is meant to whip children into being nice. When listening to the radio in December, it's unlikely to hear holiday songs singing the praises of Krampus or Krumpus. A half goat, half demon, horrific beast who literally beats people into being nice and not naughty. Krampus isn't exactly the stuff of dreams. Bearing horns, dark hair, fangs, and a long tongue, the anti-Saint Nicholas comes with a chain and bells that he lashes about along with a bundle of birch sticks meant to swat naughty children. He then hauls the bad kids down to the underworld. You better watch out. In Catholicism, St. Nicholas is the patron saint of children. His saint's day falls in early December, which helped strengthen his association with the Yuletide season. Many European cultures not only welcomed the kindly man as a figure of generosity and benevolence to reward the good, but they also feared his menacing counterparts, who punished the bad. Parts of Germany and Austria dread the beastly Krampus, while other Germanic regions have Belsnickel and next order Rupert, black-bearded men who carry switches to beat children. France has Hans Trapp and Pierre Fautard, some of these helpers such as Zwarte Piat, and the Netherlands have attracted recent controversy. Krampus's name is delivered from the German word Krampen, meaning claw and is said to be the son of Hel in Norse mythology. The legendary beast also shares characteristics with other scary demonic creatures in Greek mythology, including satyrs and fauns. 
The legend, and part of a centuries-old Christmas tradition in Germany, where Christmas celebrations begin in early December, Krampus was created as a counterpart to kindly St. Nicholas, who rewarded children with sweets. Krampus, in contrast, would swat wicked children, stuff them in a sack, and take them away to his lair or directly to hell. According to folklore, Krampus reportedly shows up in towns the night of December 5th, known as Kromp, Kromp Schnott, or Krampus Night. The next day, December 6th, is Nikolaustag, or St. Nicholas Day, when children look outside their door to see if the shoe or boot they left out the night before contains either presents, which is a reward for good behavior, or a rod, bad behavior. For more on the history of St. Nicholas, you can check from St. Nicholas to Santa Claus on Google. It's affiliated with National Geographic. A more modern take on tradition in Austria, Germany, Hungary, Slovenia, and Czech Republic involves drunken men dressed as devils who take over the streets for Krampschlaf, a Krampus run of sorts, when people are chased through the streets by the devils. Why scare children with a demonic pagan monster? Maybe because it's a way for humans to get in touch with their animalistic side, such as impulses, maybe about amusing a dual personality. According to Antonio Carinier, who spoke to National Geographic magazine about revitalized pagan traditions, the person dressed as the beast becomes mysterious, he said. Krampus is coming to town. Krampus's frightening presence was suppressed for many years by the Catholic Church. They forbade the Rascalia celebrations, and fascists in the World War II Europe found Krampus despicable because it was considered a creation of social democrats. Everyone's always against democrats, I swear. But Krampus has been having a resurgence over the past few years, thanks partly to a bah humbug attitude in pop culture, with people searching for ways to celebrate the Yuletide season in non-traditional ways. In the United States, people are embracing the dark side of Christmas with Krampus movies such as Krampus. Television episodes, they're throwing Krampus parties, attending local Krampus schnats in cities like Washington, D.C. and New Orleans and running the Krampus-themed races. For its part, Austria is attempting to commercialize the harsh persona of Krampus by selling chocolates figurines, and collectible horns. There are already complaints that Krampus is becoming too commercialized and losing his edge because of his newfound popularity. Now playing one of the biggest podcasts of the week on the free iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. Execute 12.4p operation. Optimizing algorithm. Running encryption packet alpha. Night, night. Oh, I don't feel so good. What? What is it, computer? Is it hot in here? It feels hot in here? I feel a little clammy. I should lie down or something. A computer with a virus? Surprising. What's not surprising? How much you could save by switching to GEICO. Those oysters Rockefeller were a mistake. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. And this little nugget that I unearthed, I absolutely had to share. Santa and the Pickled Children. It's no secret that Santa Claus is a fictional evolution of the Christian St. Nicholas, a man born in 280 AD who became the Bishop of Mira, a region located in modern-day Turkey. 
Accounts of St. Nicholas show him to be a devout man, a man that stuck to his convictions throughout persecution and a far cry from a jolly fat guy in a red suit. So where is this connection? St. Nicholas was known for two things that can be directly traced to modern-day Santa. He was the patron saint of children and a giver of gifts. St. Nicholas' story starts with his kindness to three young women. The girls were sisters from a poor family on the brink of starvation and wholly unable to provide a marriage dowry to secure their futures. Their father was too proud to accept charity and instead had vowed to sell each of the girls into prostitution the minute they came of age. St. Nicholas heard of his plans and intervened. The night before each girl came of age, he threw a purse full of gold coins through her window, and the girls were saved. One version of the story even claimed that the father hid by his last daughter's window on the eve before, hoping to catch the purse for himself. But St. Nicholas learned of the man's cunning plan and dropped the purse through the chimney instead, where it landed in the stockings of the young girl who had hung them out to dry. Thus, giving way to the he sees you when you're sleeping and knows when you're awake part of Santa Claus is coming to town. Another story of St. Nicholas tells how he became the patron saint of children. One night, three little boys came to the house of a butcher. Sometimes the butcher could be an innkeeper looking for some food and a place to spend the night. The butcher welcomed the men. His fake hospitality hiding his nefarious intentions. As the little boys entered, the butcher grabbed his knife and slaughtered them. He then cut them up into small pieces and placed them in a pickling barrel, intending to sell them as ham. Seven years later, St. Nicholas stopped by the very same spot and somehow knowing what had transpired, asked to be taken to the pickling barrel. The butcher fled and St. Nicholas made his way over to the barrel. He placed his fingers on the barrel's edge and praying to God, brought the three little boys back to life. The three boys who were in pieces. The pickling story has been turned into a popular French Christmas carol, La Lagande de Saint Nicolas, which can be seen with English subtitles here. As I say, La Lagande de Saint Nicolas. It has also been suggested as the basis of a strange American tradition of the Christmas pickle, where the pickle-shaped ornament is hung on the Christmas tree and it's the kids' jobs to find it. In this ritual, the first person to locate the pickle on the Christmas morning either gets an extra present or gets to choose which present is opened first. While marketed as an old German tradition, there's actually no evidence to support those claims. But there are pickles aplenty on Amazon.com if you are looking for a new tradition to add to your Christmas repertoire. Much mistletoe and hearts will be glowing when loved ones are near.